Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome, my friends, to your Wednesday Rush Hour. If you would like to be part of the program, 800 848 WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. As always, lots in the news today. We're going to be speaking with one of America's premier journalists, Josh Hammer, as we get further into the show. And we'll speak with him about the Trump legal woes that are continuing As you know, we've got hurricane news out of Florida. Is it Idalia or I think it's Idalia? It's how you pronounce this hurricane. I have issues with pronunciation sometimes because this may come as a shock to you. I do not watch TV news. I gave up on television news. And I read everything. My reading day starts early in the morning. And I read, I watch video clips once in a while, but I just gave up on cable news because it, well, for a whole host of reasons, many of you have them yourself. So once in a while, I'll read something and I think I have the pronunciation right. And lo and behold, I'll hear it in some other context later. Oops, I've been pronouncing that wrong. Like this hurricane. Idalia. That's how I'm looking at it. Anyway, it's bad. Now, it is not the Armageddon for some people that it was predicted, but that storm has hit western Florida, flooded a lot of streets, airports closed, over 170,000 people I read have lost power. Storm surge damage over 200 miles of Florida's west coast. Some Florida Gulf Coast residents who chose to ride out the hurricane were forced to swim out of their windows. The water was coming up so fast and furious into their homes. There is a report that some people had to swim through the windows of their house to get out. There are also reports from some officials that say that if you're in some of the worst hit places, it might be months, weeks or months, before those locations become habitable again. It is being described as a catastrophic Category 3 storm that came in, now it's a cat one. Again, and I've said this before, and I'm sorry for the repetition for those of you that 
to whom this doesn't apply. But if you ever find yourself, you're not familiar with hurricanes. I feel I can talk about this because I've been through now about 11 of them in my life. And two of them have been particularly scary beyond a doubt. If you are unfamiliar with hurricanes and you're unfamiliar with what you have to do to prep your house, if you have a house, if you're unfamiliar with all the things that you need to do and you hear that a Cat 3 hurricane is coming your way or a Cat 4 or even worse, a Cat 5, if I don't care where you are. If you hear a Cat 5 is, is headed your way, get out. Don't stay. Because if, if, and these are all ifs, if the worst of a Cat 5 hits your house or where you are and you're not sheltered properly, it's going to be a life-threatening deal. If a Cat 3 hits your place, it's a life-threatening deal sometimes. And you have no idea unless you've been through it, and I'm sure that there are people in the audience who've been through it who can agree with what I'm saying, or maybe some of them would disagree. If each one is different. I, some are heavy wind events, some are heavy rain events. There are odd things that happen. If you've been through one of these things that last 24 hours, it'll be a 24-hour period you'll never forget. I was in one one of the hurricanes that we were in, lasted 24 hours. It just sat there. It sat, and the wind kept blowing and blowing. And it it, it almost sounds like a train, and, and even that's not a good description of it, but it's the best. That rumble, that low, and it just... And if you watch your house and you feel your house moving or you can feel your house shake or you can look at your doors and see that, like in one case, it looks like the door jam and the whole door is getting ready to come off, come right out. It is the scariest thing. So again, as these as the left likes to call them extreme weather events. And no, I don't believe that man-made global warming has anything to do with the intensity of these hurricanes. I just don't. You know, the Earth is has experienced weather cycles ever since there was a planet Earth. And we've only been measuring weather for the past hundred or so years. How can we say that this is the worst in history. It's the worst in our recorded history, some events. But if you are ever find yourself facing this, and, and yes, there are things you can do to prep your house. There are things that you can do like um, uh, filling up the bathtubs with water, putting just a little bit of bleach in them, so that if you have to, if you are desperate for water, which can happen, you have water. You have enough water. You know, you need supplies. You need candles if, you don't, if you're not going to have electric for two or three weeks. You need all sorts of things. And you'd better have enough supplies to get you through until FEMA, if they show up, does show up. 
And let me tell you, if you have been hit by one of these things, for those of us that rail against big government sometimes, there is nothing like hearing that, okay, the FEMA people have arrived. You can go pick up some supplies from them. So, again, our hearts are out to those people who are struck the hardest in all of this. It is not an easy thing to go through. And if you've been through it, you know how frightening it can be in the worst of circumstances. And you also know that sometimes you get yourself all hyped up for nothing. That, you know, you've got that cone pointed your way. Everybody's running around. You're scrambling for days to prepare your house. And then the thing totally misses you. Or it comes in as a cat one. And you walk outside and it feels like a beautiful tropical storm breeze. But they're not to be played with. This stuff is not to be toyed with. And I don't care how expert you think you are, you're not. Because there's no real predicting of where exactly the hardest hit areas are going to be. It is Mother Nature. It is God. It is Mother Nature. And you can find yourself in the world of hurt. If you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. One of the stories that has captivated the nation over the last few days is this kid, this 12-year-old boy, out in Colorado. Colorado, yes, I know, Colorado. Who had the Gatson flag patch on his backpack. There's a video, if you haven't seen it, of a teacher explaining to this child's mother why why he's been tossed out of class. Well, because the flag has origins in slavery. It took the Democrat governor, which is unusual, a Democrat governor to come up and just say, you people are dead wrong. This flag, this Gadsden flag, is a symbol from the Revolutionary War. It has nothing to do with slavery, idiot. And it makes you wonder, for me, it makes me wonder, how do you have a a class, and you're in a school where a 12-year-old knows more about American history than his teachers? You're in a school where a 12-year-old student knows more about American history than the school administrators. That ought to tell you the condition that we're in. Now, I bet you if you ask any of these nice little liberal educators out in Colorado to explain to you the 96 genders, they could do it and probably add in a few more. They could tell you all about Z, Zim, Zay, and why your he, she, this should be a a her, she, that, or whatever it is. They can tell you about all the utter rot gut nonsense of progressivism that is being taught in schools, but they can't tell you the basics of American history. We learned in elementary school, don't tread on me and what that was about, the symbol of the Gadsden flag. We learned that early on, and yet you have these these administrators of school who have no clue no clue, and what they're relying on are talking points. Well, it's a symbol that has been kind of adopted. We see the flag in the middle of, like, the Trump flags and the Confederate flags. So we think, like, like it's like a flag, like 
of like white supremacists. Like, this is just this ridiculousness that has infiltrated our education system. On parade, there is an exclusive story today in the Daily Mirror. And I beg you to pardon me for pointing out something else that I point out quite often. In another age of America, this kind of reporting would have been found in the Washington Post, in the New York Times, in perhaps the L.A. Times, or the Chicago Tribune, or even the Atlanta Urinal and Constipation. But today you have to find it in a foreign, a publication that originates in the United Kingdom. That's where you have to find breaking American news. Because... Those tasked with bringing the American people news, those who have First Amendment protections, to bring the American people unbiased, unfiltered news, refuse to do so. So today you can turn to the UK paper, the Daily Mail, and look at this headline, Merrick Garland underling contacted IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley to discuss his Hunter Biden allegations before he testified, then immediately struck a sweetheart deal with the president's son. That story should be, it should have been an investigative report from any of those previously mentioned news outlets to find this. No, it comes from the, it comes from Great Britain. That Merrick Garland, Department of Justice, sent, and don't tell me that Garland didn't know that his associate deputy attorney, General Bradley Weisenheimer, met with Gary Shapley. They figured out everything he was going to spill to Congress. Hunter Biden's lawyers. first appeared eager to get to the bottom of Shapley's allegations. The Delaware prosecuted David Weiss team shut down lines of inquiry involving Joe Biden. This is amazing. Actually, the attorney, I mentioned, I, I blew it there. The attorney is for senior IRS investigator Gary Shapley. It's his lawyers that are saying that Weisenheimer first appeared eager to get to the bottom of the allegations. Then, when the allegations became known to him, he quickly ran over to Hunter Biden's lawyers, and they came up with this sweetheart deal to try to protect him. Now, this is unbelievable. No, it is believable. The Department of Justice is operating not as an independent agency. They're just acting as the Biden family lawyers to protect the Bidens from what they've done. They're acting as criminal defense advocates for the Biden family. And this is never, 
never what the scope of the Department of Justice was supposed to be about. We will see whether this latest exclusive that was dug out by the UK paper, the Daily Mail, will find its way into congressional testimony, into the congressional record. There is enough evidence here that not only should Joe Biden and his family be thoroughly investigated, but Merrick Garland himself should have to face and be accountable for the actions of the Department of Justice in trying to fix this case for Hunter Biden. Never seen anything like this. I guarantee you, if this were a Republican administration doing the same things, you would have a national uprising in the media with calls for immediate impeachment. Immediate. And it would be a drumbeat. Every single news outlet, every single news show, the three networks, NBC, ABC, CBS, would have it as their lead story every night. But you will not find this tonight anywhere in the mainstream media. You heard it here. James Golden, Snurdly. WABC. Talk Radio 77. That's one of them. Birthday today, Robert Civilis, producer and DJ from CNC Music Factory, with this one. James Golden, Snurdly, coming back right after this. Got to the door, ding dong, who is he? My girl's best friend had paid me a visit. Flyers can be tight dressing all. She knew that I was faithful and really didn't have the goal. I tried to chill. She made It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush on 77 WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. You know, this is one of our favorites. Mamas and the Papas, 1965, California Dreaming. Birthday today of John Phillips, the heavenly birthday. From the American folk, a rock vocal group, the Mamas and the Papas. They also... The following year had another hit that we all love. 
Monday. Monday. On WABC Talk Radio 77. Yeah, John Phillips, Mamas and the Papas on WABC. Remember yesterday we talked about the the case that happened in Chicago. They sent a news crew out to do a stand-up about the robberies that were happening in Chicago. And while, while the news crew was out, two cars showed up. Guys, get out of the car. They steal all the cam. They steal the camera. They steal all the equipment. And then they... Stole all the. Per- I'm not laughing because they stole the personal effects of these people. That is simply horrible. But this is what life is like in blue cities in America. So even the news crew, you send out the news crew to do a report on the robberies, and they get robbed, and they can't even finish the report because they get robbed. That was Chicago. We got another story today. This one comes. From San Francisco. A Bay Area, California councilman was speaking with shopkeepers about public safety before he was forced to call police to report a crime of his own. Emeryville Council member Kalima Pryforce found that his wallet and keys had been stolen from his bike bag while he was visiting with business owners, giving them a talk about what they needed to do to stay safe. This is just, this is, so here you have a councilman. I'll go out, I'll talk to the businessmen, the people that are running the shops about staying safe in these Times of high crime because my party lets criminals out on the street. And while he's out giving his talk, they rob him. This stuff, I I do not have any schadenfreude. I don't think it's funny that it happened to these people. But I think the circumstances of these things happening is ironic in a way that is funny. It is just the irony of this. And again, I don't, I don't wish any ill on any of these public servants, these news crews. They are doing their jobs. They should not be the victims of this kind of crime. But it is ironic to see the ways that crime in these Democrat cities is manifesting itself. In a little bit, we'll talk about President Trump with Josh Hammer. Here's another one. This one from Los Angeles. Yes, I said Los Angeles. Los Angeles Superior Court charged Ziona, Yane, Pomoso, and three others with allegedly stealing a total of nearly $1 million in merchandise from retail stores. These are the smash and grabs. But you know what? They found out on some of these smash and grabs, She had been previously arrested. She was arrested July 17th. She was arrested August 8th. But what did they do? 
They let her out without bail both times, and then she went right back and started robbing again. This is exactly what I talk about. I am not making it up when I say Democrats release these criminals on the streets so that they can ply their criminal trade over and over again. One day before she did another smash and grab, they let her out from the last smash and grab. And now they say racking up what this one woman has stolen. One million dollars worth of merchandise. Let's take a break, my friends, when we get back. One of America's premier journalists. And there are real journalists left. Josh Hammer is one of them. We'll come back with him on WABC. Today's the birthday of Martin Jackson. Drummer with Swing Out Sister. And this one of my favorites from Swing Out Sister, Breakout. On WABC Talk Radio 77. Boston Early's Rush Hour. Your phone call is going to be part of the mix. So don't go away. Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly. On 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Birthday today, Charles Colbert from American Breed. That gave us this one. Bend me, shape me. With us on the telephone, one of America's premier journalists. There are journalists left in America, and he is one of them. Josh Hammer. Josh, how are you? I am doing great, my friend. You're always far too kind, but I appreciate coming back on the program. Well, we love having you back, Josh. You know, back in early July, Josh, you wrote a a, a piece, an opinion piece, that dem- that that really went into depth about the Democrats' assault on our democracy. Since July, we've seen events unfold in Georgia with these indictments of nineteen people, including former President Trump, and many of us are looking at this as another assault on so-called democracy, an assault on the republic. And I remember Rush Limbaugh, and I didn't understand at the time, I remember Rush saying, look, Democrats want to get rid of elections. And I kept saying, what What, what are you talking about? And I, and I asked Rush about that a few times, and he, he explained it, but now I understand it crystal clear. They have put this country in a place where if you are a Republican and you complain 
about what you believe to be irregularities, highly irregular things that happen in an election, you run the risk of going to jail. That, in a sense, is getting rid of elections. What have you? What do you make of where these charges are? Not just with Fannie Willis, but the slew of charges that Donald Trump is facing right now. Yeah, look, a lot to unpack there. So you know, each indictment has to be assessed on its own. I mean, the Alvin Bragg indictment, which was the first of the four to drop there in New York City back in, I guess, it was late March or so. I mean, that's by far the most frivolous of the four. It's it's just, it's frankly a total joke. I mean, I mean, no prosecutor worth his or her salt would have ever brought that indictment. You had any number of, of liberal legal commentators who were even going in the pages of the New York Times and whatnot to kind of cast some aspersions as to that particular indictment. The, the most bone-chilling uh, of the indictments to me are the two pertaining to the 2020 election and the events of January 6th. That would be Jack Smith's second federal indictment in Washington, D.C., and then Fonnie Willis's indictment in Georgia, because both of these, Bo, both of these indictments contain or implicate, I should say, the very crux, I mean, the crux of all cruxes of what the First Amendment of the Constitution is there to protect, which is political speech. You are allowed, if you are an elected official, you are allowed to get up there and to say that you didn't think the election was fair, you are allowed to question certain processes. I mean, you are frankly even allowed to lie. There are very few things that you are actually not allowed to lie about. There was a, a statute passed during the Obama administration called the Stolen Valor Act uh, pertaining to what military figures can say about valor and all that. But it, it, that very much is the exception, not the rule. It, there, there, lying is not a crime in the United States of America. And that really is what they are doing in dragging Donald Trump into court across these jurisdictions and dragging all of these other folks into court across these jurisdictions. I mean, as a, as a, as a lawyer myself, Bo, I think here about John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, people who I am personally friends with. I, I mean, these are lawyers who are being brought into prison and taking these mugshots in what can only be described as is a gross kind of just demonstration of pure vindictiveness and spite. That's the only reason that they would do mugshots for people of this high a public profile. They are cr- trying to criminalize not just free speech, but the entire nature of the legal profession. I mean, last I checked when I took legal ethics in law school, you have an obligation, an obligation to zealously defend your client. And the adversarial yes. nature of our legal system has been that way since we borrowed it from England hundreds of years ago. So it, it, it is just extraordinarily dangerous. As you say, it's only gotten even worse since I wrote that column a month and a half, two months ago or so now. It's pretty bone-chilling stuff, frankly. Let me ask you another question, and this one I almost hate to ask you, but I'm going to ask it anyway. When I look at some of the characters involved with this, you mentioned Alvin Bragg. So you've got Alvin Bragg. You have Letitia James in New York. You have Fannie Willis. You have this judge out of D.C. who has gone on the record with some statements that could be construed to be anti-Trump before and who has uh, and, and who has given harsher sentences than even the prosecutor's asked for in in the January 6th cases that were brought before her. Do you think that it's an accident that many of the key players in this, 
when it comes in this legal maneuvering, happen to be African-American, either prosecutors or judges? Um, I, I mean, that's a tough question to answer. I guess what I would say is, you know, if you look at black Americans, they are the most loyal Democratic Party voters, right? I mean, roughly 90, 10. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if, you know, if, if Republicans win 15 to 20 percent of the black vote, then they would never lose a national election. So exactly. if you kind of take if you kind of take that just statistical reality and then you kind of think about the fact that naturally the Democrats are going to try to prosecute and ultimately try President Trump in very liberal jurisdictions with liberal DAs, often DAs who will be Soros-funded or Soros-helped, such as Alvin Bragg in New York. I mean, I, I think just the the mathematical odds, frankly, are such that it, it's not, you know, we could reasonably expect there to be a disproportionate share of black Americans involved here. But I, I, I would be hard-pressed to say that I think that that's kind of an intentional thing that is being directed top-down. I'd, I'd be curious if you agree with that. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. I just find it odd. I, and, and, of course, anytime Trump now uh, says anything about any one of these judge about the judge or about one of these prosecutors, immediately Democrats go to their card, the card they pull out of their wallet every day, the race card. Oh, yeah. these are racist dog whistles, blah, 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 blah. And so it makes it just it just struck me as curious. Because that is something that is also part of the reality is the way that this is playing out in 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 the the arena of public opinion, and this is what Democrats go. So you can't criticize the judges, this judge. You can't criticize the prosecutor. If you criticize the prosecutor, I what did I read? Some report. You know, Trump has a problem with black women. It's like, give me a break. But this is what is also being uh, uh, spewed in public. So it makes me wonder about it. Well, you know, look, they've been trying for a very long time to, to paint Trump as, uh, as a deeply racist individual. I, I, I mean, notwithstanding the fact that he went out of his way as president in 2018 to pass the, the so-called First Step Act, that so-called criminal justice reform bill, which – which, which, frankly, actually, I and many others actually opposed on kind of rule of law, law and order grounds. But nonetheless, I mean, the, the explicit goal of that, if you kind of take Jared Kushner and the other proponents of that bill at their word, basically the explicit goal was to try to appeal to the black community. I think Kanye West went to the White House at that time to kind of go for like the bill signing ceremony. It, it was kind of a whole PR stunt, stuff like that. And, you know, it, it, it's worth pointing out that the black American unemployment rate reached, I think, a 50-year low. It, it might have actually been yep. the lowest it's ever been in the history of Gallup and Pew recording that number d- during the Trump presidency. So, you know, I, I, as they say in some more rural parts of the, of the American South, Bo, you know, that dog, that dog won't hunt. I mean, I mean, they can call, you know, you know, Trump a racist and play the race card. Lord knows the Washington Post and New York Times, they, they love to do it. But the, uh, uh, the an actual assessment of Trump's presidency simply doesn't bear that out. And there's any number of things you can criticize Trump for. Um, as someone who's a big fan of my governor here in Florida, Ron DeSantis, I have my own kind of grievances with the former president. But I, I just don't think the race issue is one thing that you can possibly criticize him on. Let me ask you about this trial, the Jack Smith indictments. They have turned over 12 million documents to Donald Trump's legal team. 
Donald Trump's legal team says at that rate, they'd have to go through and just read 100,000 documents a day in order to meet the deadline for this trial. I do not understand with such discovery requirements why this judge is insisting that this trial take place the day before Super Tuesday in March. Does any of the timing on this make sense to you? I mean, it makes sense when you when you kind of interpret it through the lens of what you just said, Bo, which is that all of this, I mean, truly all of this is not actually about the law. I mean, it is transparently political. I mean, again, this D.C. Jack Smith indictment for the January 6th post-2020 election stuff and this Atlanta prosecution on RICO and on racketeering grounds, for goodness sake, I mean, they are literally prosecuting and attempting to criminalize the most overtly political of all political acts, which is literally, again, you're right as a political official, someone who takes a constitutional oath to try to do your best to make sure that the constitutional actions at the federal and state level are in, in an election cycle, as the case may be here in 2020, are actually going along those lines. You know, I, I think about the the Supreme Court has has a constitutional law doctrine called the political question doctrine, where they basically say that if a case is so overtly political and it's not, quote unquote, legal, like a court cannot actually give a legal remedy, whether it's damages or an injunction or whatnot, then the court's basically just not going to weigh in. And that is clearly what should have happened here in the Jack Smith case in Washington, D.C., and the Atlanta case at a bare minimum. They should have essentially had a political question doctrine answer whereby Trump is not criminally prosecuted, let alone his co-defendants like Jenna, John, and all the others that are being dragged down there in Fulton County. Rather, the proper remedy for political speech that you don't like is the ballot box. If you don't like it, then you can just choose not to vote for the guy at the next election. So uh, all of this is just so, so transparently political. I don't think they frankly give a darn. They don't give a hoot about the number of documents, about the expenses of discovery. I mean, sure, the judge in D.C. didn't give Jack Smith and his you know, merry bands of prosecutors exactly the starting date that they wanted, but it's a heck of a lot closer to their date than what the Trump team wanted. But yeah, I mean, right there in March, like a day or two before Super Tuesday, I, I mean, how does anyone who's remotely objective look at that and conclude anything other than that this timing is there for one reason and one reason only, which is just, just to throw a massive, massive wrench into the minds and hearts of, of Republican voters going to vote there on Super Tuesday? Let me take you out from being a journalist for our last question and put you in the role of a pundit, Josh, if you don't mind. What happens... If the Republican Party, as a party, does not have a credible response to all of these indictments that a former president of their party is facing. I mean, I think you run the risk of of all hell breaking loose. I mean, I I hate to kind of paint it in, in that dire of terms, but... I, I, you know, they, they have crossed so many Rubicons this year, Bo. I mean, you know, you and I began our conversation talking about this column that I wrote at the beginning of July, going back to the Democrats' threats over court packing, the attempted assassination of Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, even Brett Kavanaugh's nomination with, you know, the allegations that he was kind of a serial gang rapist. I mean, I mean they have broken every norm in the book for years. They have done so going back at least as far as the day after Trump was sworn in in January 2017 when we had the the so-called Women's March there in Washington, D.C. 
and, and, and they're just continuing and continuing. And, you know, the only way to stop a, a force of this nature is to kind of bring force in the other direction. At, at some point, simply to make them feel some sort of repercussions for what they are doing, you have to fight fire with fire. And that is what I've been preaching, you know, on my show and my columns for, for a while now. It's unclear whether Republicans are, are listening to that, to put it mildly. I, you know, I think trying to impeach Biden over this Ukraine nonsense with Hunter would be an admirable start. At least it would be somewhat of a first step. But, you know, we're probably never going to get the republic back that I kind of grew up in kind of my starry-eyed, optimistic childhood kind of dreaming about. But at a, at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, we can crawl our way away from the brink because we are getting dangerously, dangerously close. I mean, you know, prosecuting that, foreign presidents, that is third world tin pot dictator stuff. It is not the United States of America. Josh Hammer, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, my friend. Always a pleasure, and I want to have you back more often. Thank you, Josh. WABC Talk Radio 77. Time to check in with Lou Dobbs. I'm coming right back. Don't go away. Rush. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snerdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Rush. Birthday today. John McNally from The Searchers. You know it, Love Potion. Number nine. Let's get to... James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, presents Rapid Phones. All right, this is what it means, Rapid Phones. Nail your thought. We can't. We don't have time for long conversations. You got to get it, get it, get in, get to your point, and then get out. 30 seconds usually is what we go with. Let us start with Wendy in Long Island. Thank you for your patience and hanging on, Wendy. Yeah, How that. are you? Love your show. Hey. I love your laugh. You should do it more often. Okay, just so you know, the Attorney General's responsibility is to protect the president. That's why he chooses him. And on hurricanes, do your own research. They're not getting any worse now in the past five years than they were in the past hundred years. Thank you so much for that. Let us go to Mike in Wayne, New Jersey. How are you, Mike? Snurge, how, how are you, buddy? Hey, listen, Good. this is what happens when the government holds the purse strings of, as far as education goes. I mean, the schools, it's not the teacher's fault. They need the board of education needs to grow a pair and start really, you know, protect, going against all their ways because that's the way it is. It's like a bribe. I'll give you the money if you, come, if you do what I say. So that's my, my friend. Great take. Let's go to Rick in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. Rick, how are you? Good, James. Yourself? Good. Listen, I, I uh, gave you a report about a 12-year hurricane drought just a few months ago <clears throat> mm-hmm. from 2005 to 2017. Well, I, I just went to double-check it, and they already changed it. It no longer says that we had a 12-year drought. It now says we had only a 9-year drought. Oh, boy. Well, there you go. The revision of history right before our eyes. Thank you, Rick. Appreciate it. Adam in Mineola. My friend Adam, what is on your mind this afternoon? Rudy will be paying Miss Fanny and Miss uh, Freeman for the defamation. He will be paying. He's been found guilty by a federal judge. Thank you. If you listen to Rudy's show, Rudy said the reason that he did not contest this one 
is to get it out of this woman's court who was biased and get it onto the appeals. A little bit too early to pull out your crystal ball on Rudy Giuliani, Adam, but good try. Let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn, New York. How are you, Jimmy? All righty. We're in the later stages of a communist revolution. They're carrying out a plan as written by the communist, and not a shot was fired by Jan Kozak. This was what the communists did in the past. They wrote about it. It's the template, and not a shot was fired by Jan Kozak. Weaponized the system against the opposition. It's exactly happening exactly to the letter as written. American we will bury you. We will bury you. Who said it? We that was will, We will bury you. They told us a long time ago how they were going to do it. Jimmy, you're absolutely right, and what they were going to do. Neil, in Brooklyn, New York, you're up next. Tough to follow Jimmy, but this kind of dovetails of what he said. As per the cult of diversity and affirmative action, they have seeded the system with all kinds of people of color who are not qualified for their positions, like Bragg and Chutney and Willis. And these people are now being activated because they have to prove they're down for the struggle. They, they did not get these positions uh, through their merit. They were socially promoted, academically promoted, uh, professionally promoted. And now they have to prove, uh, you know, to the marionette who's in charge of this whole thing, whether it's Obama or Soros or whoever. One is. of the reasons why the Supreme Court ruling on affirmative action was so consequential. Get rid of government-sponsored discrimination that rewards people on the basis of color rather than merit. That's it for today, my friends. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love, gratitude for you being here today. God willing, we are back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, for Boston Early's Rush Hour. And God willing, we will see and hear from you then. Bye. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.